Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Coffee and cream with Rogers and Benning on Hale Varsity Radio. We're tied at 65, nine seconds to go. Jamal Shedd into the front court with six. Jamal Shedd with four. Jamal Shedd top of the arc with three. Shedd, the jumper for the win. It's good! Jamal Shedd with the winner at the buzzer. Rebound to Bufkin. He brings it up the floor. Half court. Throws it away. Indiana's going to win it. Indiana wins. Ah, one of my favorite segments just because it's not just because he's a Steelers fan. It's because uh, as a former BTN guy, you better ask good questions or this guy will eat you up because he's a straight shooter. Uh, One of my favorites from the Sporting News, Mike DeCourcy, joining us on Coffee and Cream. Mike, good morning. How are you? Good morning, gentlemen. How are you? So so I'm, I'm curious because I asked Ravi going out of the break, I said, hey, Every year we talk about, oh, the bubble is soft or the bubble is this. And mm. at the end, we always want chalk. Is this kind of the first time in a long time where you don't feel good about chalk on the second weekend? Or you think eventually it sorts itself out? Well, I, I, it always could sort, sort itself out. But I, I, what it reminds me of is the 2014 season. In 2014, Arizona went through two and a half, three months of the season with an undefeated record. They got to somewhere around 20 and 0. And then in the 21st game, maybe the Arizona Wildcats went to the Bay Area and they played, I believe it was at Cal. Cal. And Brandon Ashley, a power forward for the, for the Wildcats, broke his foot and he was done for the year. Mm-hmm. And they went from being the one great team in the country to just a really, really good team. And they wound up losing the Elite Eight in overtime to Wisconsin. And so what we were really left with that year was a lot of very good teams. And that's what we have this year. It's just not 2015. The year later, we had four great teams, and one of them was going to win the championship, and the one that did happened to be Duke. We don't have that now. It's, we're not even close to that. And I don't think we're even really all that close to a year ago when we had guys like Bancaro at Duke and we had the terrific Kansas team. There were some really extraordinary teams that were out there. I don't think we have that this year. We we have some very, very good teams. And one of the, somebody's going to win the championship. But would it shock me if we had a 7 and an 8 seed playing the championship game like we did in 2014? It would not. Mike, you mentioned okay, so maybe we have a seven and eight seed playing in the championship game. That may be like game. Michigan State or somebody. I was going to say, <laughs> is there a team that you're looking at in that range that you that you see? Hey, this team, if they start getting it right, I mean, I know at different points in the year, Arkansas's looking looked really good. They've got some NBA high quality talent. You've got 
you know, the pedigree Illinois, with Duke. Michigan State. You mentioned Michigan State and Duke. Are there some teams in that, like, six to nine range that you're looking at? Yeah, the, I could kind of see them making a run to the Final Four, maybe beyond. Well, I don't mean to pander, but I'm sure your audience will appreciate it. <laughs> I, I've looked at Creighton all year as a team that has that ability, mm-hmm. and I don't know why they haven't hit it as often as they need to, uh, but it, it's still there for them. Mm-hmm. I mean, they've got a, a tremendous point guard. They've got a great center. They've got multiple wings who can hit from three. They've got uh, guys who can get the ball into the lane, Taluma. It's it's a really good team, and I can't tell you why they. I understand why they struggled early because of Ryan's sickness, mm-hmm. but I don't know why they still have a game like the Villanova game, uh, that sort of thing. It's it's not an embarrassing performance, but the team that wins the national championship can't have games like that. Mm-hmm. I'm just looking at maybe the potential sixes and. Northwestern's in there, Creighton's in there, Kentucky Duke. So just say that out loud, right? <laughs> Kentucky and Duke kind of in that, that five, six, top half of seven seed line. Let me ask you about Northwestern just because we're right there both uh, doing work with, with the Big Ten Network. When you look at Audige and Boo Booey and this backcourt, we know it's a guard-driven league. Pickett and some others get all the headlines. But how quiet – good is this tandem in the backcourt in Evanston? Well, at their best, they're fantastic. Uh, We haven't seen Chase's best on a regular basis for a while. He's still an exceptional defender, but he's been struggling with his shot for a little while and and has at times forced some action. Boo Booey has had a magnificent season, and I voted for him. I don't know if I'm allowed to say it or not, but what the heck, I didn't get paid for it, so I will say it. (laughs) Uh, I, I voted for him for first team all big 10 with the ap i think he definitely deserves it he had a magnificent year and i I said this on the air last night on big 10 basketball and beyond that in i've been i've been at btn for 14 seasons and i've never seen a player progress from from a a standpoint of how he plays the game the maturity the understanding the the uh, command he has on the floor i've never seen a player advance as much as Boo Booey has at Northwestern. Mike, I asked Damon this because he's a UNC guy, but what is your level of surprise that a team that was preseason number one, was the national runner-up last year, is currently on the outside looking in of the NCAA tournament bubble? Yeah, I mean, I thought there was every reason for them to be very good again, and I knew that there were issues last year that led to them not being great all year long mm-hmm. but I thought that they were resolved when you know this was this was not a fluke that got them to the final four they played exceptional basketball and they mm-hmm. beat very good teams from Baylor in the second round all the way through Duke in the final four I, I thought that they would resolve a lot of that and then when they started slowly this year I know that part of it was depth problems they, they didn't have a lot of depth they were injured and or developing. And then I also thought there would be a little element of understanding or at least suspicion among the players that, well, we didn't really get going last year until March, so we'll be fine. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know if they, if they really were thinking that, but if they were ever going to turn it on, I mean, they've got four days left, right? They got to do it this week or it's over. Mm-hmm. 
Mike, at their peak, who do you like? Because I think they both have some room for growth. Michigan State or Illinois? Oh, at the peak, Illinois. But finding that peak is, I mean, it's, if, they, if, you, if you've played seven days in a row, they'd probably hit the peak one and a half days. Mm. I mean, that's, <laughs> they are just, they're just the most uh, difficult team to understand that I've seen this season. And, and I've talked to people around the game, and they all feel the same. I mean, I'm not saying everybody I've talked to, not everybody in the game, but I've, I've just encountered that sentiment from so many different people that you just can't understand why they aren't more consistent. Uh, Michigan State, I, I'm, I can rely on them. I know exactly what they'll be up to uh, whether or not they'll make jump shots on that day. And lately, most of the days, they have made those shots. Uh, Mike, I want to go back to the Big East real quick. Kind of the, the leader from mostly day one was has been Marquette, even though they were picked ninth to start the year. When you look at them, what is the hole in their in their team that you look at and say, ah, yeah, they might be a three seed, maybe even a two if things break their way. But this is the thing about Marquette that I'm worried about in March. Well, I think eventually just the fact that they probably don't have the high-end NBA talent hmm. probably costs them. I mean, when you get up to the two and three line, most of those teams have a pro or multiple pros and maybe a first-round pick and I think Igadaro has a chance to play in the league without a doubt. And maybe Tyler Kolick eventually does too, uh, because he's, he's, he's such a, he's such an efficient player. He, he has such an un, unbelievable understanding of how to play. And the two of them, both Igadaro and Kolick, I mean, together they are really hard to defend because they both pass the ball so well. So they'll both probably play in the league, but they don't, they don't have the first round pick that everybody's looking for that usually leads to final fours and, and and deep runs in the NCAA tournament. So I don't think that there's a real problem with that team. I just think that eventually, and, it may, and maybe it happens in the Final Four, but eventually they'll be, get out-talented by somebody. Um, let me go back to the upside question, because I've liked them all year, and maybe I just hear what I want to speak into existence. But I think, you know, a healthy Xavier Johnson and, and Hood Shafino would have been a nice, especially to go with, the front court, but I think Indiana has the makings, especially if cops making threes. They have the makings of a problem child. Do you like Indiana in a stretch run on like I, short prep? I do, but they do get into frustrating stretches like they did yesterday. Well, they turned the ball over. They were absolutely dominant for a while, and then they did turn it over a little bit. But more so, it was the fact that they weren't defending at a at a high level, and. They can be a very solid defensive team. I don't know about elite, but they can be very solid. And yesterday, for most of the second half, they were not. And then late in the, late in the second half, they tightened it up, and they were able to, to get through that game in overtime. But I, I don't know if the defense is quite good enough. Again, you can, make a, you can make a Final Four run with flaws. You just can't win a championship with them. Eventually, they get you. It, the, those last two games, I, 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 uh, they're like two Mount Everest. And eventually, you're not going to be able to get all the way to the top. Mike, we got just under a minute here left with you. Is there a team that's currently on the wrong side of the bubble that you look at and say, yeah, they probably deserve a chance at the big dance? At this point, no. 
because I, I, if, if I thought they deserved it or warranted it, I'd have them in. Uh, I thought you may say so, Rutgers. Rutgers? Yeah. Well, they're on the right side right now, uh, so um, so I, would, I wouldn't include them in the conversation. The teams that are on the outside for me are teams like Arizona State, uh, I'm trying Carolina, Nevada, Utah State, Michigan. They've all had chances, or mm. or haven't. You know, in the case of the high major schools, or they haven't been dominant enough. In the case of someone coming out of the uh, Mountain West, so I, I don't. I, I think that like if um, if College of Charleston were to lose in the Colonial Championship, I think I'd feel bad about that one because mm. they'd be looking at twenty eight and four somewhere around there, and and I. I think they probably would not get in, but that would be a team I would feel badly for. Uh, thumbs up, thumbs down to Wisconsin needing to win one. Oh, definitely up, especially since it's against Ohio State, uh, mm. sub-500 team. Mike, never disappoint, man. So good at what you do. I appreciate <laughs> any time we get a chance to, to chop it up with you. My pleasure. Thank you. Thanks. That's Mike DeCourcy from... College Sporting News and BTN and my man Ravi Lulu. We're going to do this again tomorrow. Yes, sir. Same bat time, same bat <laughs> channel. More parking jobs and more. It's coffee and cream. <laughs>